Welcome to episode 15 of That Dynasty Podcast. I am your host, Matthew, alongside Isaiah. It's playoff time. Let's go. Dude, are you stoked? No. How come? Are you stoked, Matthew? I'm freaking stoked, dude. Why would you be stoked and why would I not be stoked? Um, hmm. Because you're just bummed that, um, you know, Albert O isn't, isn't playing very well. Yeah. I'm just, I'm just kind of bummed that I can't use K makers and Albert O's secret weapons in the playoffs. And I have to watch it from the outside. So I, I would just, I just thought it was because, um, you know, Albert O didn't put up 30 points for you, uh, this week. No, but Evan Ingram uh, dropped 433 points last week. So I'll take it. And no, that's not. Uh, that is actually how much you put up. Yeah, that's that actually. I think that was the actual number. <laughs> um, well, we we can't wait to talk to you guys about this coming up week fifteen here, as matchups start winding down. Um, and you've heard this a million times at this point, but please make sure to follow us on Twitter and on TikTok at that Dynasty Pod. We also got full videos of every podcast on our YouTube channel, and we have our podcast available online on uh, Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Link for those are in the description and the d- down below and in the show notes. And uh, yeah, let's go ahead and get started. Um, really brief description of the overview of this episode. We just got some couple, uh, it looks like just one name change, and then playoff time. We're going to go over last week's matchups, do some recaps, MVP segments, but really it's going to be focusing on our playoff uh, league playoffs, which is finally here. feels like we just uh, started football season a couple weeks ago. Crazy to think that already the first season is just about wrapped up and almost in the books at this point. You want to talk us through the uh, the league update here we got? Do I have to? It's kind of a lot. My mouth's kind of dry. <laughs> no, but in all seriousness, uh, our league updates, we have one league update. And that's Andy uh, going from FU QB horse to O'Connell does the gritty. Um, so we just had to change it from PG-13 to G. So we're back to O'Connell does the gritty. Um, do you want to do the rest of the league updates, Matt? Yeah, um, that was the rest of the league updates. Very nice, very nice. All right, let's go ahead and uh, review the predictions and matchups from last week. Um, actually, this was pretty... Pretty interesting. Um, we had some perfection last week. You, uh, you want to let's talk us through kind of the individual matchups we had. Um, if, if everyone remembers, if you were in there in the podcast last week, we had Andy, Darius, and Dan all submitting picks alongside us um, predictions for the week. Um, so let's kind of talk through uh, matchups one by one. The first matchup that uh, we wanted to go over was. Angie's burner account yeah. versus uh, the love boat incident. Yeah, and it wasn't uh, it wasn't very close. Um, I told everyone last week that I was going to win very easily, and uh, when I said I was going to win super easily, I had no idea that was going to be this easy. Um, I dropped 170 points. Love boat dropped a measly 81. Um, I already have my Evan Ingram jersey on the way. Uh, for Christmas, um, big jazz guy, but uh, yeah, I mean, you're looking at my tight end and flex, uh, j- yeah, my 
Evan Ingram, Jeremy McKinnon, and Jerry Judy put up more points than his entire roster. Mind you, he wasn't starting good players everywhere. Um, but, dude, I mean, Evan Ingram, 11 catches, 162 yards, two touchdowns. Jeremy McKinnon, two touchdowns, 112 yards receiving. Jerry Judy, 73 yards, three touchdowns. Um, I could have beat anyone in the league this week really, really easily. And that was, dude, that was including T. Higgins, who had zero points. So it was, uh, it was nice to <laughs> have a matchup and just not have any absolute stress whatsoever. I was going to say, like, I was looking at um, T. Higgins putting up zero points on your bench I was, or on your starting roster, and you still put up 170. It's like, holy crap. Uh, yeah. that you could have been if you had put someone else in there. I mean, that would have been pushing 180, which I think would have been a high score for the, um, for the year. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna research that while you kind of talk about uh, the next matchup here to see if I can't find. Uh, find the just to confirm, uh, I think everyone picked me, correct? Everybody did pick you. Yep. So there was, okay. uh, every single person got that pick correct. Cool. Uh, next matchup, we had School School with our commissioner Darius against Trevor, um, JNS attorneys at law. And dude, hell of a matchup. Uh, Darius won 101.4 to Trevor's 98.9, um, which is pretty wild because Darius was projected to win um, by about 35 points. So Trevor cut it da- down, get on him, uh, but both underperformers for the week. Uh, look at their matchup right now. Um, yeah, Keenan Allen was really the only one that overperformed um, for Darius. There's 21 points. And then for Trevor, good game from Kirk. He got, uh, unfortunately, nothing from Ramondre. Not a whole lot from Malcolm Brown. James Cook did nothing. Latavius Murray didn't really do a whole lot. Um, but, yeah, just a good win for Darius squeaking by as he pushes for a uh, – I think he – does he have a bye now or no? He does, yep. This week, yeah, he has a buy because of that three points he won by. So, yeah, I really I think that it was less about what Darius did and more about Ramondre getting injured in the middle of the Patriots game for sure. Yeah. Um. So I did I did find the answer just to backtrack. Um. On your points for this past week, you were uh, you finished with one hundred sixty nine point four six points in week fourteen, which is best uh, fifth best record in the league for the week. Um. What am I trying to say? Top five uh, points scored on the week for the whole year. And then if you had had, you know, not zero points where um, Higgins had, if you had had 15 more points, that would have been the number one, um, number one point scored on the year. So really, really solid week for you. And um, interesting fact is that Darius has three of the four performances ahead of yours. Yeah, I remember the beginning of the year when he was getting those monster tight end performances from uh, Andrews and Kelsey. I was like, dude, we have no chance in this league. And Andrews has kind of cooled down lately, so we'll see. Um, you want to talk about uh, your matchup? Yeah. So, um, oh, uh, just for for who picked that that matchup um, in that run, every single person picked Darius to win. Um, so, as for as close as it got, he almost burned every single one of our predictions <laughs> on that one. Um, but yeah, my matchup, um, very similar to, um, yours wasn't close. Um, I ended up winning 135.34 to 93.5, although this was projected to be a lot closer. Um, some unfortunate injuries plagued seed and power, um, and just really some underperformance. 
Um, for him, you know, he had Jalen Waddle only put up five points, as well as Dalvin Cook only put up seven points. Debo Samuel got injured after a touchdown and a fumble, 13 points. Kittle only eight points. CeeDee Lamb only eight points against Houston. And um, Jeff Wilson put up one point. He had four carries for 26 yards and a fumble, and then he was he was done. Um, so all in all, he's projected 126. He ended up with 93. Um, I was projected 150, still came in under where I was supposed to uh, land, but still put up 135 points, mainly led by Tyreek Hill, 24 points. The Chiefs defense, 15 points. Austin Eckler and Derek Henry, 24 points and 18 points, respectively. Um, I had Amari Cooper underperformed, six points. Devontae Adams, only 10 points right there. Um, so not super ideal, but um, all in all, you know, it's still a, a solid perform, uh, points performance for me and enough to secure the victory. And for predictions, every single person predicted that I would take the victory in that matchup, and everyone was correct. Sweet. Um, our fourth matchup was oh, the game's on right now. Are we, are we allowed to do live updates or are we going to live updates? Uh, McCaffrey yeah. has currently uh, rushed for 44. Uh, sorry, for 23 yards, and then uh, George Kittle just caught a 28-yard touchdown. So, Mr. Cool. Purdy, dude. Very Purdy, very Purdy. Um, all right, uh, and then our next matchup, we had Andy go up against Team Joni Warren. Uh, Andy was fighting for a playoff spot, needed to get a win. Um, as we talked about last week, I was torn because I wanted him to win, but I wanted Team Joni Warren to keep losing. Uh, Andy won. Andy won this one pretty um decisively by about 28 points, which is pretty wild considering he got half a point from Kyler Murray. Uh, he started Kyron Williams. Uh, but he had some decent performances from Devontae Smith, Adam Thielen. Uh, Christian McCaffrey was dogging out there. Gary um, Wilson still doing his things. Um, so, And then for Team Joni 1, um, <laughs> I'm looking at his roster right now. He started DJ Dallas – sorry, DJ Dallas gave him zero points. Jacoby Myers gave him zero points. Um, the Titans gave him negative seven. Uh, so, yeah, that, that's tough. I think he wanted you to have a better pick this week. Yeah, I actually messaged him. I, like, cashed out my good $25 uh, to make that happen. But, uh, so, yeah, shout out to you. Illusion. It was in Bitcoin, so it's not traceable. Okay, yeah. Well, it's kind of funny because um, Andy – really pushed his maximum lineup this week. I think if you look at his optimal, this is probably his optimal lineup. He, um, even with only 0.66 points, um, overperformed what he was projected to put up because of Devontae Smith, Adam Thielen, and Christian McCaffrey having uh, fairly decent games. But I was looking at his bench and like nobody on his bench put up more than 10 points. So it's not like he could have really like even his quarterback on the bench, Colt McCoy, didn't didn't do anything. So he really couldn't have put a much better lineup out there and just happened to be playing, you know, a horrible team on the other side um this past week. But um, you know, made it into the playoffs with that performance by 30 points. So if he actually hadn't started Christian McCaffrey this week for whatever reason, you would be in the playoffs right now. Uh yeah, and even even if he had won and didn't have Christian McCaffrey in, I would have made it because I didn't make the playoffs by because uh, he outscored me by twenty points. So 
Yeah. Yeah. Um, win me there. Yeah. Really just got you. But uh, from a predictions perspective, we were correct on, on this one. So we actually, um, myself and you, we predicted that he would win um, as well as see Andy also picked himself to win. So some confidence, Dan and Darius both predicted team Goni one to take the victory, which he did not. Um, first incorrect picks of the week. Next matchup we had was Terrell Reverend Big Cheese versus Dan Skull Soldiers. And uh, let's just say <laughs> um, fairly confident going into this week. He picked himself to be the victor. He was the only person to pick himself to be the victor this week, but he was very confident. And, um, well, uh, he, let's just say Terrell put up 127 points and uh, Dan put up 68 points. So not exactly a close matchup. Um, just a, a horrible offensive showing on his part. Corey Davis, uh, one catch for 15 yards. Um, Tony Jones, Tony Jones Jr., uh, one carry for two yards and uh, one reception. Um, four points from the Steelers defense, two points from the tight end, Jordan Atkins, nine points from Christian Kirk, eight points from Deontay Foreman, 10 points from Damian Pierce before he got injured. And that whole performance was just disgusting. Um, yeah, Terrell, Terrell actually would have scored 130 points if he just had not started a defense. Um, (laughs) his defense put up negative four points. But Juju had 22, Lockett had 17, and Jefferson had 33, as well as Miles Sanders with a great game, 28 points. On the ground was enough to propel Terrell to the number four spot in the league, securing spot in the playoffs, and knocking Dan out of the hunt completely, all the way down to spot eight. I think he was six when he started the week, and uh, it's rough. It's a rough life out there. Yeah. It's not what you want. It's not what you want. Um, everyone well, last match of the week. What was that? Oh, I said everyone else got that one correct. All right. Um, and last matchup, we had Angie going up against uh, Jones in, in four first round bye. Um, and dude, another overperformance by Angie. So shout out to her. Um, King Cobb by this on this one by about four points, dude. Um, both put up a bunch of points. Um, look at their roster now. And they got good performances from literally everyone except for Angie, who started Alexander Madison, who gave her negative points. And that's really what um, capped it. And look at the rest of her lo- roster. Tate Sears gave her 20. Um, Josh Reynolds gave her 16. Hunter Henry gave her over 10 points. Uh, Dunk People Jones gave her about 20. Tony Pollard, another good game. Herbert was fine. And then for Jones and a four, um, just solid games from Zay Jones, Najoku, James Conner. Um, Russell Wilson finally had a decent game. Uh, he still lost. <laughs> but, yeah. The, the real question is, does Russell Wilson finally have more touchdowns than bathrooms in his house? Or, like, what's the ratio on that? I think we're about even at this point. He's got what three, four, five, six, seven, nine, ten. He got eleven touchdowns on the year. Eleven bathrooms in his house. That sounds twelve. About right. Twelve. <laughs> yeah, twelve. Yeah. Oof. 
Well, it's almost there. Maybe we'll pass him this week. You can yeah. do it for us. Um, yeah, Angie had a great week. Um, and honestly, like Patriots defense, go team, 20 points against Arizona. Um, I don't know if do we get extra points for causing uh Kyler to tear his ACL, or was that is that just because it's non contact, we don't get points for that. Yeah, I just wish we could tear Matt Patricia's ACL. Uh, but unfortunately it was Kyler Murray's. Can we have a can we actually have a contact tear for him? A uh, full <laughs> contact tear of the ACL. You see Mac Jones just like absolutely like has had it with Blake. Dude, he's done, bro. He literally looks like like a four year old in like daycare that doesn't want to be picked up. Stop. Just, just stop it. Yeah, dude. He was not not I do not think that um Matt Patricia is gonna Christmas card for Mac Jones this year, but I, I could be wrong. <laughs> I, I just can't believe he's still with the team. I it's insane. It's I guess if they're if they weren't in the playoff hunt, like they can't risk just blowing it up right now. But like, yeah, it's there's no way this team's gonna win the Super Bowl. Like they just even if they made the playoff. No, and I I mean obviously we love Bill Belichick. He's the goat. But the whole him um, picking his boys like the last couple of years and giving them positions like that they don't really not even deserve, but like, that's not their, like Matt Patricia was defensive coordinator. Like, I mean, do you see the comments there? Uh, the Cardinals uh, coach made about the uh, Pats offense last week. No. So they were asking him, uh, they were asking him about the Pats offense. Like, yeah, it looks like it's someone, the offense looks like it's ran by someone who's uh, comes from a defensive mindset. I was like, yeah, that's the point. It's not, not, not ideal. Um, Sorry to go off on a Matt Patricia tangent here. No, that uh, deserving. We, it's the first time we've talked about him, um, so I think worth worth a few seconds of our time for sure. But um, yeah, hopefully, uh, hopefully it's the last time we talk about him. I I hope so, but probably won't be. Uh, so yeah, Angie overperformed. Uh, King Cobb um, definitely overperformed as well. Ended up being one of the higher scoring matchups of the week. Um, and, um, yeah, just solid performances, but, uh, King Cobb solid locked in, uh, with that victory ended up with the number three seed. Um, that was his first victory in a while. He had been on kind of a downward spiral, um, for a bit, but we all had predicted that he was going to take that victory and we were correct. So, um, I think that's the last matchup that we needed to touch base on. Let's see here. Yep. And, um, so when we total it up, dude, first time that this has happened, but, we actually had uh, three people with perfect predictions this week. So congratulations to uh, you, myself, and Andy for a straight 6-0 and sweep of the field. Great job with predictions, man. We're like, this is great. How does it feel that you were last week you were seven games behind me and you had a perfect week and you're still seven games behind me? Yep, can't can't get much worse than that. It's an awesome feeling, but but the positive side thing is that I'm not eight games behind now. So it's true. It could only be worse. Still a chance. Don't <laughs> think there's technically a chance, but there's still a chance. Um, <laughs> no, actually, there's not a chance because there's <laughs> one, two, three, four, five games left. So I'm the winner. Woo! Light work. Yeah, perfect. Well, um. The other uh, scores for this week, we had uh, Darius came in with uh, five and one. He only had one incorrect pick, and Dan, not uh, not the greatest week, four and two, still winning winning percentage. But uh, yeah, 
So that brings um, on the year that brings you to 55 and 29 brings me to 48 and 36. And it brings Dan to 12 and six. Um, Darius is at five and one here starting and Andy starting off with a six and oh, awesome first week. Um, but we got to talk about, you know, some of the MVPs from this matchup, which made these victories or losses possible. Um, for my MVPs, I wanted to pick people that at this point is just ironic based on topics of conversation uh, that we've gone over on the pod in the past. So my bench MVP is actually from the matchup between uh, Darius and Trevor. And my bench MVP is none other than Dawson Knox, tight end for the Buffalo Bills. Um, he only went four for seven with 41 yards and a touchdown. But uh, Trevor's matchup against Darius was decided by three points. So that's all that we that he would have needed um, if he had started Knox over Trey McBride this week. Now, honestly, I would have started Knox over Trey McBride. And considering how much Trevor loves a Dawson Knox, I am shocked that he didn't start him. Um, so I would be interested in hearing the thought process behind Trey McBride against New England, who's also pretty good against tight ends. So um, Trevor, let yeah, us know. That's, that's- that's close. I mean, Knox hasn't necessarily been great this year. Ertz has had a pretty good year, and he's hurt, so maybe he was just thinking that McBride would get most of that production back. I don't know. Knox has been, like, super, like, hit or miss. Oh, like, I agree, but I also think Trey McBride's kind of unproven, so I probably, if I had the choice to start Dawson Knox, I would probably pick the Josh Allen upside over Trey McBride, and I have done very, like, I think I still have Trey McBride on my taxi my taxi squad in most leagues that I have him in just because I, I like him and his prospects for the future. Um, most tight end, rookie tight ends don't actually develop until year two or three. So um, traditionally, like, I'm okay with sitting him if I know he's got a good – he's got good talent, good good arms. Like, you know, Ninjoku didn't develop until, what, this year? Didn't really break out. And we've been saying for years he was a first-round pick. It took him this long. So um, – but yeah, I mean that's all it would have taken. Trevor, let us know why you why you didn't start Dawson Knox, man. Cost you the week, cost you a victory. Now I know it didn't wouldn't have made a difference in the playoff run for you, because um, at the end of the day there wouldn't have been even a victory there. Six and eight would not have been enough to put you into the playoffs. Um, still, you know, cost you ten bucks, and uh, you just uh, almost made all of us look bad, which would have been good for you too. So next time, that's uh. That was my bench MVP. My actual MVP of the week is none other than Keenan Allen, wide receiver for the Chargers. Keenan Allen over Noah Brown, like we've been saying all along. Um, kind of ironic that there was a you know trade earlier in the year we all thought would be hugely in Darius's favor, and it's paying off now, right when he needed it for his last victory of the regular season, solidifying that number two seed and a comfy bye week. Um, which thank goodness for him because his Buffalo stack is playing in very bad weather this week. Uh, so I'm sure he's happy that he doesn't have to rely on them to try and put up anything for him. Uh, Keenan Allen had 21.2 points, 14 targets, 14 targets, 12 receptions for 92 yards, no touchdowns, just massive volume. We'll see if he shows up um, in the same way in semifinals. What do you got? Yeah, for- definitely, uh, definitely over from Noah Brown. That's for sure. Um, Noah Brown had my yeah that's that's true um my bench MVP um I don't know how Angie didn't start the best running back 
on the uh, the New York Giants roster. Completely shocking to me. Um, but for some reason, she decided not to start uh, Gary Brightwell. Um, come on, I'm a, a huge fan of. Uh, yeah, come on. We thought the McBride choice was sus. This is completely sus. Uh, Gary Brightwell put up a respectable 6.1 points. Um, he had 23 rushing yards, two receptions for 18 yards. Um, Angie started Alexander Madison uh, over him, and Madison had negative points, which is obviously something you never want. Um, if Angie had uh, started Brightwell this last week over Madison, she would have won and pulled off a major upset over King Cobb. Um, just just surprised as a Packer fan that she'd even start a Viking. That kind of stinks anyways, but you know, to each their own. Sounds like she might be going a little scold school there with the Madison pick. God, I hope not, dude. Those Vikings fans are soft. Skulls, the skull. All right, quick rant here. The skull chant, bro, is the more the most lame chants in sports. Like Vikings fans walk around and wonder why they had won a Super Bowl, and then you just hear them yell "skull." Like, dude, it's it's honestly embarrassing. I, if I had known as this many Vikings fans in this league, I probably would have joined a different dynasty league. But. It's neither here nor there. Um, well, uh, want to talk about anyways? <laughs> no. Before I get kicked out of the league, I'm gonna talk about our MVP. Um, that is David Njoku. Speaking of consistent uh, tight ends, um, when healthy this year, David Njoku's been a beast. Um, he had another great week. He helped King Cobb squeeze by with the victory over Angie. Um, he had seven receptions, nine targets. Um, he had a total of 59 yards and a touchdown. Um, he also additionally had a carry for negative two yards, so let's not forget that. Um, but it was a grand total of 22.2 points. Um, yeah, curious to see how he looks with Watson the rest of the year um, and how he his chemistry is with him. Not that I guess probably, that, probably not that it really matters because I don't think they're going to make the playoffs, but I think with uh, Watson, the more chemistry and get with the guys for the year ends, probably the better for him long term. So, Yeah, and I think that um, you know with seven receptions, he had nine targets. Obviously, he's he's trusted target out there. Yeah. Fifty nine yards and a touchdown as a tight end, like that's incredible. And to see that already in the first, I think he didn't play the first week with Watson back. So um, to see that in, in his first week back, like it's only going to get better. I also saw the offensive coordinator for the Browns was saying that Kyler's going to open it more up more and more as he gets more comfortable um, with the offensive uh, game plan. They're going to put a little bit more designed runs in there. So it's just going to open once this offense is really opening up. You know, Watson hasn't played football in 300 days or more. Um, so, you know, he's getting back in the swing of things. And um, I think that'll be a good thing for the offense. But yeah, you had a good week. All right. Um, let's talk about the playoffs, man. So we finally got the secured playoff picture. We know what the bracket looks like. Um, and one thing that we did for this coming week is we actually had. Uh, pretty much everyone in the league that wanted to be involved create a playoff bracket where we kind of had predictions not only for this week because there's only two matchups this week, but also for the remaining uh, three weeks as well. So, uh, yeah, remaining two weeks after that. Um, so uh, we're going to talk about the predictions and the matchups for this coming week, as well as what people's predictions look like for the championship. And then next week we'll talk about um, – the specific matchups and the predictions for those specific matchups and uh, kind of whose bracket's still in the game and in the running, so to speak. Um, so um, Isaiah, you want to talk us through kind of what the uh, matchups look like this week? Yeah. So starting off uh, a quick 
summary. Uh, you ended up with the one seed. Darius ended up with the two seed. Um, I believe um, King Cobb ended up with the three seed. And then um, Tobo Domo ended up with the four seed. And then uh, I think Seaton Power was fifth. And then Andy was sixth. Yeah. Um, I was seventh, didn't make the playoffs by about 20 points. And then Dan, Trevor, um, the rest of us, I'm trying to get in a couple names here. Um, we didn't make the playoffs either. Yeah. Um, so for the, the matchups this week in the playoffs, um, we got Tobo Domo, uh, the third seed, going up against um, Satan Power, the fifth seed. Um, and let me pull up my notes here real quick. Um, yeah, what a season it was. I picked Seed and Power uh, almost every week this year, I feel like. Um, and I just feel like it's actually a pretty disappointing year for him. Um, I mean, even just based off our early power rankings and, you know, who people chose at the beginning of the year that they thought was going to win the league. Um, but I don't really think that was his fault. Uh, I think a lot of it with injuries and just timing and luck. Um, but the thing was, the thing is, the important thing is he still made it. And, you know, at the end of the day, it's really all that matters is getting yourself in the playoffs and seeing what can happen from there. Um, but uh, I actually think he still wins this week against Topo Domo, even though Topo Domo is the higher uh, high ranking. Um, he is currently – center power is currently about a 20-point projection over Terrell right now at 134 to 114. Um, I do find it pretty funny that they're starting QB situation, uh, you know, when you think of like the starting QB situation for playoff matchups, like, Oh, you know, we're talking about big guys here. Now it's, it's Mr. Purdy who's playing tonight or he has a touchdown going up against Ryan Tannehill. Um, Listen, I dude, mean, just looking at his roster. Might not be Purdy, but to get the job done. Yes, sir. Get her done. Um, looking at his roster and outside of QB, uh, there's not a single weak link on that roster. Um, so give me, uh, give me see him. Yeah, I got to go with Seton on this one. And I think I was looking back through like uh, the other predictions for the bracket. Like Darius has Seton, Andy has Seton, uh, Dan has Seton. Um, let's see. Terrell. Um, Terrell actually has himself taken the victory on this one. Um, I have Seton. So it uh, looks like Terrell is the only person uh, from the brackets that I received so far that has himself taking the victory you know obviously anything can happen we got sanders going up against chicago it's good a really good matchup jefferson is always a game changer um Taysom hill could always have a blow-up game juju as well but i think you know top to bottom when you look at the talent like jonathan taylor had a bye week last week for seeden and thankfully he um, didn't need a victory to make the playoffs because if he did that would that's just poor timing to have you know arguably your best running back on a bye week, but he's got Dalvin cook fantastic matchup this week against Indy Taylor's a great matchup. We got CD lamb against Jacksonville should be a good matchup. Now, AJ Brown's been just great every week. Jalen Waddles is, uh, has actually had a couple of bad weeks recently, but he's always got so much talent in Miami, Mike Evans, um, you know, always a big deep threat downfield. And if Mike Evans is your, you know, fourth flex option then you're in a really really good spot so uh, i'm taking seed and power in this one i think that you know just all in all really great roster construction for him agreed uh all right I'll put you on the spot so i got a question for another league i'm in for you real quick so i need to start three receivers mm-hmm. here are my four options i got chris godwin aj brown jalen waddle and chris alave i'm thinking i go with godwin obviously aj brown 
And then I might, you think I should start Alave over um, Waddle at this point? I do. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I know that Waddle is always, you know, always has huge upside, but um, I, for me, it'd be between Waddle and Godwin, to be honest with you. Um, with how bad the Bucks offense has been, like I honestly probably would, I would, I would be more leaning. It'd be a lot closer between Godwin and Waddle. I just know that Godwin's like got a lot of guaranteed targets. Um, the high floor. You know what I mean? He, he's like Waddle has more touchdown upside, and Waddle has probably more yardage upside, but. You know, is it a PPR league? Yeah, it's full PPR, yeah. So, I mean, I'm probably going to start Godwin then because he's going to get, you know, seven, eight targets at least. Yeah. Okay, that's what I was thinking too. You can uh, go back to the predictions here. You brought up uh, Waddle. I was like, oh, we're just thinking. Okay, sweet. Let's do our uh, next matchup here. We got the uh, four seed going up against the six seed. And uh, – O'Connell does the gritty versus uh, Jones in, in four. Um, I think I think Andy pulls it off this week. Um, oh, no. He's had quite the lucky – yeah, dude. I think he's had quite the lucky run as of late. And believe it or not, I think he, I think he keeps it going against uh, King Cobb. Uh, I know he has Colt McCoy starting, and that's not ideal. But I feel like he has an advantage at almost every other spot for the most part. Uh, the guy's matchups. Uh, and, dude, if it hadn't been for the insane amount of injuries King Cobb has had this year, it'd be King Cobb rather easily. Um, but, man, I'm looking, at the, I'm looking at this week, and I think Andy pulls it off. I just think he's the Cinderella story of our league this year. And uh, give me Andy, dude. God damn it. Listen, the reason I said – the reason I reacted like that is because I also picked Andy to win, and I was wa- wondering yeah. if you looked at my bracket, dude. I thought the same thing. I said, "There's no way anyone else is going to pick Andy to win this one because King really <laughs> so fire um, this year, and like his mo- his roster has studs on it." But I was like, "You know what? Andy's won three in a row. King Cobb barely won last week against Angie." So I'm like, Andy's riding on this, you know, coattails of success. And every week he's won without a quarterback. So it's like, if he can win without quarterbacks consistently, King King Cobb consistently underperforms for the last couple of weeks. This is a great, great opportunity for him to move on. And he's got Chris Olave back this week. Like, come on, let's go. Yep. I think Garrick Wilson's about to drop 50 points on him. Oh, yeah, he's got some great receivers to build with those two. Um, not, not, not that I'm going to change my opinion now, but Ken Walker's not having the greatest game so far tonight for him. So that might hurt his chances a little bit. Still um, early. Yeah, still very early, but I, I mean, he's got Garrett Wilson. He's got TJ Hawkinson, Devonte Smith, Chris Olave, McCaffrey's already got touched, uh, not a touchdown, but 43 yards in the ground, five receptions for 32 yards in the air. Um, and it's only the second half. So obviously, off to a great start there. Um, the question marks uh, are around Fournette on the side of King Cobb and Zay Jones, um, as well as Saquon Barkley's been dealing with a bit of a neck injury lately. Not exactly sure. He didn't. Um, he got off the practice, or was it the injury report? So he's not questionable or anything like that. But he's playing Sunday night, um, and he's playing against Washington. Washington's been pretty good against the run recently. So, I mean, we'll see. 
see how that how that matchup ends up going. But yeah, I don't know. I can't really explain it in uh, in numbers because it's going to be a close matchup, I think. But I, I do believe that in the end, we're going to get Andy moving on to the next round to face Darius. That's fire, dude. I love to see it. Let's go. So let's see what other predictions had um, in here. So Andy actually had himself moving on to the second round against King Cobb as well. Darius has King Cobb moving on. And then let's see here. Uh, King Cobb um, as well uh, for Dan. He took, uh, took King Cobb. He said it's that he did put in that it's a tough one. Um, because injuries are brutal. Um, yeah. And then uh, Terrell put in Andy advancing out of the first round. So maybe we weren't so far off, dude. Maybe maybe this is yeah. like everyone's, everyone's feeling that. I mean, everyone's got, the, everyone's got the, the Andy heat going on, dude. It's the Andy fever. Wow, that is, that is something. I really didn't look at these before I put these in. So in order to make sure I, I did a correct uh, bracket, and I really didn't think that many people were going to go for for Andy, but they're they're all feeling the vibe. They're like momentum's on his side, and you know this is like the uh, you know twenty twenty one Boston Red Sox. Anything's possible. Yeah, definitely not the twenty twenty two Boston Red Sox, um, or the twenty twenty three through twenty twenty six Boston Red Sox. <laughs> not the uh, the Red Sox moving forward, owned by John Henry Red Sox. But um, yeah, well, I'll uh, I'll start off with our actual away predictions. Um, I already talked about this week. I think Sandin Power takes it over Tobo Demo. I think Andy takes it over King Cobb. Uh, so with that being said, um, that would put Seed and Power facing you next week. Um, I do think you win that one. Um, not going to go too much in depth with it. I just – your roster is insane with the depth. And then I'd also have – at that point, it would be Andy up against Darius. And I think Darius takes the cake on that one. Um, still love Darius's roster. Um, maybe Lamar comes back at that point in two weeks and get Mark Andrews going again. Um, and then at the championship, it'd be you and uh, Darius. And then I have Dar- no Matthew winning. Because um, that's, that's my friend. That's my friend, and I pick my friends. So. Well, thanks, man. I appreciate the vote of confidence. Um, and because I practically gave you the league title with that damn Pitts-Eckler trade that I would still do, but God's yeah that was a that was a game changer trade dude that was i gave up a lot but like he's rb what two on the year one on the year points per game like yeah. that that was a huge a huge move to solidify and like obviously i it still would have been a good i would still have a good roster if i had just you know not made that move and only made the henry move but um you know just to have to be able to pick up henry and eckler um you know, and still have Adams and, and Hill and like, oh my, I, I, I'm happy with this year's team and I'm so terrified of the future. Um, um, but yeah, let's take a look at the, uh, at my bracket here. So, um, I have Seed and Power taking the victory this week as well. Um, going up, that would make him going up against me in round two. And I have Andy getting the victory as well, going up against Darius. Um, I also have Darius taking the cake, um, you know, through, uh, round two. And I have myself with a victory over Seed and Power. Um, that leads me into the championship versus Darius. And I do have myself taking the championship um, versus Darius. But that's going to be a, a dog fight. Um, and I'll tell you, you know, it's I just think I got to keep having confidence in myself there. But um, when I look at 
um, you know, the matchups like it's going to be a tough one. Uh, week 17 in the finals, um, the Buffalo Bill stacks going up against the Bengals defense, which has been fairly decent. And, um, you know, I know that's been a huge factor for him. And just, you know, Darius's luck is going to run out with these backup running backs eventually. And uh, he's going <laughs> to, you know, he's going to, he's going to stop being able to start these guys. But, um, yeah, I'm excited for these for this matchup. Um, it's going to be awesome. So that's. Yeah. I mean, you can always you can always throw Daryl Henderson in there, right? I mean, potentially he could start Daryl Henderson. Um, if he wants a guaranteed zero points, I'm pretty sure Daryl Henderson got dropped last week. Hey, Daryl Henderson did get dropped, but he also put up more points than Alexander Madison. So you're not wrong. That's true. That's true. Guaranteed more points than Alexander Madison. Um, so Andy. <laughs> Let's go over Andy's bracket. Andy picked himself to advance out of the first round against Darius. He has Darius taking the matchup against him in round two. Um, he picked Seaton Power to advance out of round one um, up against myself in round two. He has myself taking the victory against Seaton Power. And then he has me and Darius in the championship with myself taking the victory over Darius in the championship. Um Let's see. Darius's uh, predictions is um, King Cobb advancing to semifinals against Darius. He has Seedon Power advancing to semifinals against myself. He has um, he has myself taking the victory over Seedon Power and advancing to the finals. And he actually has King Cobb taking down Darius in the semifinals. He's going back to the old vote against myself strategy in the finals. Um, so we'll see how well that plays out for him, but he has himself losing in the semifinals, which then would put a finals matchup between myself and King Cobb. And he has myself as the champion uh, right now. He said that that obviously could be subject to change, but as of right now, that's what he has as for his bracket. Um, so for round two here, Dan had seed in power and King Cobb taking the victories um, in their respective first rounds. And uh, in round two, he has myself taking the victory over Seedon Power and Darius taking it over King Cobb. Um, he said, hey, Buster is just too deep and uh, wins it all. So he said, thinks that I take the victory in the fa- finales. And uh, Terrell, Man, that's, a, that's a lot of pressure, dude. I'm feeling the pressure right now. This is, this is pretty intense. Um, uh, Terrell. Says him and Andy advanced out of the first round. He says he takes an L, but a close L due to injuries um, in the in uh, the second round. And then he says Darius and uh, Darius and me in the championship round. And he says that I take the big W convincingly. So that's his bracket. I think that's everybody that's submitted for us so far. So, so everyone's got you beating Darius in the uh, the championship. Dang. Well, um, Darius had me beating King Cobb in the championship, uh, but that's the oh, only that's right. the only variation. Um, so we'll we'll see what happens. Too bad there's not a it's down, dude. I don't know, man. I don't know. This is it's a lot of it's a lot of pressure and a lot of redundancy built in there. But uh, we'll see what happens. I'm excited for this. Yeah, I mean, I'm just gonna throw it out there. I live in Vegas, so if anyone wants me to go to a uh, a dealer real quick. Oh, we can uh, throw some money down on Matt. I'll let everyone know what the odds are. I'm pretty sure it's probably gonna, not going to be a whole lot, but uh, yeah, I'll see what uh, see I can do. 
What what is the odds like if every single person bets for the same person? Is that you'd bet like a hundred? You'll get like a you bet like a hundred dollars. You get like one ten back. Yeah, not even. Who would you get the money from? Yeah, yeah. Honestly, you'd have to have at least one person going against it, don't you? Or it's not a bet. Uh, I don't know. I'm not deep in the gambling game. I don't know how it works. I, I only play DraftKings, okay? Listen, I don't I don't know what, the, what any of that stuff is. Yeah. I play Monopoly. That's about all I got. So. Well, uh that's uh that's a wrap for this week's episode. Um next week is the week of a lot of festive holidays. Um we're gonna definitely have to record early in the week. Uh, potentially Monday night if you can do it. Dude, I have um, I'm on the many next week, so I literally have all week off except for a three hour block during uh, Tuesday. So I'm on your time, baby. So. Dude, I have the week off as well. I just got a little traveling to do, a little bit of uh, some cr- uh, Christmas um, concert rehearsals during the week. Um, but if we can do it early in the week, that'll be sweet. We'll get it out. Um, we'll recap what we're looking like for matchups go ahead and talk about uh, what that next round of the playoffs looks like. And uh, yeah, I'm excited for it, man. What do you got for uh, Patriots versus Raiders this week? Um, They're in Vegas, dude. I might go to the game. Um, I might wait for tickets. So I was going to go on snowboard on Sunday, but I might wait for tickets to drop a little bit more. They're currently like 250 a pop for like extreme, extreme nosebleeds, um, which isn't awful, but it's two crappy teams. So, it's got other things that I do with my money. Uh, but I may get We'll see what happens. Uh, I think the Patriots win, uh, not because they're good, but because of how much of a joke the Raiders are. And I think with Belichick going up against McDaniels, it'll probably be in McDaniels' head all game. Um, he's been proven to be pretty inept as a coach. Uh, so I'll take, uh, I'll take the Pats, which is pretty interesting because we'd actually put a place in a really good spot for a, uh, a wild card position. I think we're already in as of right now. If it ended this week, that would just further help us. But yeah, I got the Raiders as well. Uh, I mean, I got the Pats taking it over the Raiders as well this week. But um, it'd be cool if you went to the game this week, and I went. I'm going to the game next weekend, or no, two weekends from now. Yeah, week 17, I'm going to the game. So you now we both be the getting... Bills or Dolphins. Dolphins. Nice, nice. <sighs> to watch that offense. Yeah, dude, I'm excited to see Tyreek and Waddle in person, and just kind of see how fast they are. You know. Uh, it's gonna be sweet. Yeah, I mean Mac Jones beats him in a race, but you know, go off game. <laughs> um, Jones, Mac Daddy. Um, all right. Well, that's that's a wrap. That's a wrap, guys. Please make sure to like and comment on the video if you're watching on YouTube. If you're listening on Apple Music or Spotify Podcast, please leave us a review and a rating. It really does help. And follow us on TikTok and Twitter again to stay up to date with the latest content. Interact with us on there. That's going to do it for today. So thank you very much for tuning into that Dynasty podcast. Best of luck in your fantasy playoffs, and we will see you next week.